Well, hello, Mountain Brook. This is Dickie Barlow, superintendent of Mountain Brook Schools, and I have the sincere joy of talking to our teachers of the year this year. And the first one we're going to talk to is our secondary teacher of the year, Miss Wendy Spiller, who is a math teacher at Mountain Brook Junior High. So, Wendy, welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, Wendy, let's just uh, let's kind of go back to your roots and just tell me tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Okay. Um, I grew up in a small town in Alabama called Linden. It's got actually two red lights in it. Really? Still to this day. Um, my graduating class was like 53 through 54 students. Um, I left Linden after I graduated and went to the University of Alabama and got my master's there. All right, let's stop just for a okay. second. Tell me where Linden is, like in Linden the map is, of Alabama. Um, it's closer to the Mississippi line, so it's about an hour and a half south of Tuscaloosa, southwest okay. of Tuscaloosa, yes. So um, so you went to the University of Alabama. Went to the University of Alabama, and um, after I graduated, I ended up taking a job back at my alma mater at Marengo Academy. So you, so, all right, I'm, I'm interrupting, I know, okay. so you... Um, you went to Alabama, so you were planning on going into education from the very beginning? Or? Um, actually, no. I've always liked teaching, but I actually started in business because the only reason I started in business was because my sister did. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, so I'll just start out in business. Okay, so that's good to know for some students. And, you know, like you didn't know you were going to get into teaching. No, I didn't know it. Okay. Um, and I changed my mind while I was there, okay. of course, obviously. Um, but anyway, after I graduated, I went back and taught at um, the school where I graduated from, Marengo Academy, and um, taught with some of my teachers. Mm. You know, they were actually my colleagues now instead of my teachers. Yeah. And um, which was nice. And I also taught at a junior college there. So oh, really? So how did that happen? So you're teaching at the academy, and then what happened? Well, well, let me back up because when I, when I graduated, of course, I had a summer, you mm -hmm. know, and so I started at working in a bank, a bank in Demopolis. And so while I was there, I was really wanting to teach because I thought, well, I'm wasting my degree. Here I am, a teller at a bank. And so um, they offered me a job at Alabama Southern as like an administrative assistant. Uh -huh. And so I took that job and I would be teaching at night. So, yeah. you know, I was you know administrative assistant in the day and I taught at night. And so then I still really wanted to teach. I didn't want to do the administrative assistance. So I taught when August came along, I got the job at my, um, or I graduated from Ringo Academy and I taught there and then taught at Alabama Southern at night. Okay. So, so I did both. Wow. That's a lot, isn't it? Yes. Especially your first year teaching and <laughs> yes. then also teaching at college. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> How did you, I mean, were you up all hours of the night? preparing or yes but you know i was young then so yeah. I, I that was all i had going on so that was my <laughs> thing then so but yes i was i was up a lot preparing oh, wow and so you taught at Beringo academy for how many years i taught there for three years okay mm -hmm. and so i ended up moving to birmingham actually one of my college roommates said come up here and live with me and so i did i moved up here knew absolutely nothing about birmingham and so I started interviewing for jobs and interview with uh, Gary Rickard. Yeah. I actually got lost on my way to the interview and um, ended up doing like a U-turn <laughs> on um, Interstate 
59, yeah. 459, you turn there just because I didn't know what I was doing. And anyway, I finally got over here um, and interviewed with Mr. Ricker. Well, I think that's a prerequisite in coming to Mountain Brook is you have to get lost in Mountain Brook <laughs> on your way to interview or like me on my first day to um, work. I was 45 minutes late because I couldn't find the high school. So, <laughs> so you're in good company. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> um, but anyway, Mr. Rickard called me and offered me the job, and I didn't even take it. I was like, well, okay, let me think about this, you know, because I didn't even know, you know, yeah. the time because I had just, like, come up here for a visit. So I called a friend that lived in Birmingham, and I said, have you ever heard of, like, Mountain Brook? I said, is that a good school? And she was like, oh, my gosh, you've turned them down. You didn't say yes. And I said, well, I didn't say no. And they're like, call them back now. You know, like, that's the best school here. So um, I jumped on that chance and called him back, and, you know, and it all started from there, and that was 1999. Really? 1999? 1999. That's fantastic. Yes. All right, so so. How many years have you been teaching here then? So let's say this is my twentieth. Twenty twenty first. So Yeah, and I you know, I left those years when I adopted my son. So that's where okay. I got that little gap. So um but I've been here twenty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So twenty years in Mountain Brook schools. So let me ask you a question about that. So um when you got into teaching in nineteen well Really, 96, I guess, is probably when you started teaching, or 95, right around there. Right. Thinking back to your first year teaching and where you are today, tell me some of the differences. Ooh, oh, a lot. <laughs> when I first started teaching, and this is going to age me big time, but I was I was writing on a chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it used to be the little overhead projector that left uh, markers all over your hands and sleeves. And so it's come a long way in that aspect, too. Ruined all your clothing. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> so that has come a long way. But one thing, too, is just when I first started, I had nobody. It was just me. You know, it was not a colleagues working together and coming up with the best plans. It was just, here you are, you figure it out. And of course, back then too, we didn't, couldn't just get on the internet and find different lessons and activities there. It was like, here's your textbook, best you do, here's your workbook. And that's about it, you know? So I can remember though, when we first started teaching, my mother was a kindergarten teacher um, at Marengo Academy as well. She retired from Marengo Academy. But we would always drive to Tuscaloosa and go to the teacher supply store. And we would stay in there forever, just like looking through different books, trying to get different activities. So that's what I used to do with my mom, because that's the only resources we had. Yeah. So and that aspect, as far as resources and the way you present, has come a long way. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me, like, I'm I'm guessing, so correct me, your first, uh, you know, days of teaching— Everybody would be sitting in rows. You would look at them, probably tell them not to talk, and you'd write the equations or the problems on the board. You'd show them how to do it. Then you'd give them uh, practice at you know, the last 30 minutes of the class and then some homework, and then you'd start over again yep. on the next day. That's right. So how is, how is it different today? Well, today I feel like over the years you've learned that You've got to present your, you've got to present it different ways. I mean, you can't just present it one way. So I do think there is some direct instruction still, like mm-hmm. it has been in the past. But there's also, you know, different ways where you can 
group the kids where they can learn from each other um, or let them discover things. I like to do some guided discovery because sometimes I tell the kids, if you can discover this rule, it's going to stick in your brain hmm. a lot longer than me just telling you what it is. Yeah. So lots of I try to do some guided discovery so that they will um, it'll make sense to them and they'll remember it longer. Okay, so, so not the people who are going to listen to this pod, podcast, not all of them are going to be educators. So mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and talk about guided discovery a little bit and tell me now I can t- take a guess of what it is, but why don't you just go ahead and tell everybody what guided discovery is? Okay. Um, well, just for instance, like um, just say negative exponents. You know, they have to learn negative exponents. So we'll, I'll give them like a pattern, and I'll say we can do this pattern with any number you want to. So we'll look at a pattern to see what's going on, and then they can discover, oh, okay, because they always think a negative exponent has something to do with a negative number. That's what they think. So then they start looking at the patterns, and then they can discover, okay, no, it's not negative. It's actually reciprocal. So, um, you know, that's, yeah. you know, one way we could do guided discovery. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, so... All right, so a little reflecting on you, your teaching style and the way that you, um, how you relate to students, how's that changed over the last 20 years? Because I tell you, I don't know how you were at the beginning, but I know two of my children have had you and they absolutely love you in the classroom and outside of the classroom. So so tell me about your relationship with students and teaching and learning and how that's changed over the last 20 years. Not so much, you know, guided discovery or, you know, but just working with students. Well, I I do think I've learned that I didn't really take into heart when I first started is that if you don't show the kids that you really care about them, then you're not going to get near the amount of effort and work out of them if they don't know that on the front end. So you have to kind of You've got to let them know that you care, and that doesn't come by just saying it. You've got to show it, you know, and that means following up with them, like, why did you do this? Come in here. I want to see you this. Letting them know that I'm checking in on you. I know what you're doing and what you're not doing. So once they know that you care and you have that relationship with them, you can get a lot more out of them. Whereas, you know, and that's something that I've learned since I've been at Mountain Brook, you know, that that matters a whole lot. Yeah. Relationships really do matter, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's great. So um, just about you, what do you love most about teaching? Oh, I would have to say, um, somebody has asked me this before, like, what's their favorite time of year? And I always say the end not because we're about to get out for the summer, which that is a good thing, but I can I love to see their growth. You know, even if it's at the semester, I love to see, like, if we're reviewing or we have, like, a cumulative exam, I love to see that they've actually learned it and they're retaining it and they're growing. And I like to see the difference between the beginning of the year and the end of the year. I mean, that's, I love that just because yeah. I can feel like something was accomplished, you know, and I can say, oh, this child's grown so much. I'm so proud of them, yeah. you know, um, mathematically, work ethically-wise, maturity-wise, all of that. Mm-hmm. I like to, that's probably my favorite thing is yeah. just to watch a child grow. So what grade do you mainly teach? I teach seventh grade. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so you actually teach students that have never been in the junior high before, so they come in probably scared to death, don't know how to get anywhere because they're brand new, and they come from elementary school. And then 
So you really do see a whole lot of growth yes. for that whole year, don't yes. you? Yes. Because yes. when they leave your class, I bet they're pretty confident about who they are and where they are, at least, you know, compared to the beginning of the year. Yes. And then by the time they get to the ninth grade, you don't even recognize who they are. They've grown so much <laughs> and their voices have changed so much. Isn't that true? <laughs> it is. Junior like, high. If somebody else say, hey, Miss Spiller, I'm like, oh, who? No, hey, Miss Spiller. And you're like, no, who's that? <laughs> That's great. So, all right, you know, sometimes in, in Mountain Brook, we talk about professional development, not sometimes. We talk about it all the time and how important it is. And so just I noticed this article that Sam wrote about you is that you talked about how you consider Mountain Brook your junior high, your family. Talk, talk to me a little bit about that and just where that came from and why you feel that way. Well, one thing is, one reason it is my family, as far as professionally goes, is that that's where I've learned the most. I mean, I've learned more here at Mount Brook than I ever did in college or anywhere else. And that started from year one. Nancy Fleming was my mentor, and she taught me so much that year from her. And then just working each year with not only just, you know, people in the math department, but People and in the English and history and science, I learned so much from them, from others. And um, so I've grown a lot professionally just from being around such top-notch teachers. Mm -hmm. But um, they another reason why it's my home is because I've been here for so long, and they've watched me go through the hard times and good times, and they've celebrated those good times with me and prayed with me through the hard times. So it's my home, mm -hmm. you know. So I... Um, I, was, I left Mount Brook one year when I was trying to, uh, well, I got adopted by child, and we lived in the area where I didn't want him to go to school. So I, and my husband works in Tuscaloosa. So I left, we went to a school where he would be able to go with me. And so, but I wasn't happy, you know, and so um, a teacher from Mountain Brook called and said, would you be willing to come back next year? Would you be willing to come back to Mountain Brook? And that same day, Mr. Ricker was subbing for special ed at the school where I was teaching. And I thought, okay, this is weird. So I went over there to Mr. Ricker and I said, let me ask you this. And I told him everything was going on. Mm -hmm. And I said, what should I do? I said, they're offering my job back at Mountain Brook. He said, go home. That's your home. Go home. And I said, what am I supposed to do about, you know, my son's school? He said, sell your house and move. <laughs> he said, you need to go home. If that's where you're happy, go home. That's where you belong. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. So I thought that was really kind of cool yeah. that he was there that day when I was offered that. What a great story, uh -huh. Wendy. Well, that's fantastic. I was uh -huh. going to ask you, I have, the, you know, I have these five questions that I was just going to ask you. And one of them was, how has being as Mountain Brook helped you grow? And I think you answered that without me asking you that. I did. I just asked you about family. And yeah. so, well, from this member of the family, let me just say that we are so excited that you're a part of this family. And from the Barlow family, we're so excited that you have poured yourself into our children. And um, congratulations on being Teacher of the Year for Secondary Schools in Mountain Brook. Well, thank you so much. It was very honoring. Thank you. You're welcome. You deserve it. Okay. And... Um, we're very proud of you here in Mount Brook, and we wish you the best. And really, thanks for just spending a few minutes with us. Thank you. So we'll talk to you later, Mountain Brook. And uh, Wendy Speller, Mountain Brook Junior High math teacher, teaches mainly seventh graders and is secondary 
Teacher of the Year. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon.